Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What is up, Who Would Winners? Welcome to episode number 125 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. At your service, this is Chris. Oh, perfect. Uh, I could use uh, a drink. Uh, you could get me a snack. You shouldn't be eating or drinking while recording a podcast. That's very unprofessional. Yeah, we would never do anything like that. But if you're at my service, <laughs> I mean, you can go right ahead. and. As soon as we're done recording, I will get you those things. Perfect. Thank you. I mean, White Castle hamburger. Mostly I was just referencing a quote that your character makes a lot in the, in the film. That's very serendipitous because, I mean, it goes with what we're talking about. But I could also use you to go do some things for me. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> you kind of got me there. I did. I did. Chris, how are you? I am well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's Christmas time. It's been a couple weeks sure since, uh, since we've been here. But it's been a while. I'm glad we're, to be we're, back. We're coming back at you with some hot Christmas content. Oh my gosh, yeah. We, we've spent some time watching some interesting movies, and uh, it just kind of worked out that we incorporated what we watched for this podcast. Yeah, we, we didn't plan to, but nope. when we watched them, we realized, like, this could work. This, we think this could work, absolutely. And, and we'll get into more detail about that as it, uh, as it gets closer. Uh, how's how's Christmas time going on at your house? I know your daughter is starting to get into the spirit, which is awesome. Yep, she's like two and a half. She loves Christmas. Like she Santa, loves everything, right? Santa, Christmas lights, Christmas presents, Christmas cookies, all of it. <laughs> she's all in. That's great. And she's. Uh, I know you said like she helps out, like when it comes to decorating. Yeah, she yeah she helped make, making cookies. Help make some cookies. She's she's great. Yes, having a great time. She does, and she has a thing like she loves Santa. She likes like mechanical dancing Santas, also. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, she likes Santa toys. Well, like the one you bought from Home Depot last year that only oh, gets so, like oh, it wasn't a Santa. Through. So we we oh, have no, that's um, a reindeer. We have that's a singing right. reindeer and a singing right. dog that sing Christmas right. songs, that's and she likes them. The reindeer only sings like halfway it, yeah of... it's really annoying it sings rudolph the red-nosed reindeer but it doesn't finish the song <laughs> it just stops it stops when it's like when it's like santa asks rudolph to pull his sleigh and then it just ends <laughs> <laughs> i guess they don't have the whole song they don't have to pay for the rights maybe i i just assumed they like cheaped out on like the memory chip and it can only hold like 10 <laughs> seconds of the song so they're like well that's what we got if it was only if it was like mid phrase, then I would say <laughs> something's wrong with it. But it seems like it was kind of deliberate. Oh yeah, yeah. It seems to definitely. And then be deliberate. and then our father in law, her grandfather, bought her a dancing Santa. I guess that's what I was thinking yes. of. That sings "We Will Rock," which you. is like honestly perfect because she loves that song. Gets her going. She's getting the yeah. She starts to clap. She's learning the words to it. I didn't even <laughs> teach her the words. She just is figuring them out. I don't know if you heard today when she was playing with it. I said to her, I said, oh, do you want to know who sings that song? And she goes, Santa, and then walks away. <laughs> I was trying to teach her, oh, there was this band called Queen. And I was just trying to get her to say Queen. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, Santa sings this. Wow. So she thinks. She thinks that, that Santa. We Will Rock You is, is, a, <laughs> is, Santa a, is a Christmas song. <laughs> we should keep that going. <laughs> it's a fun time, isn't it? Yeah. I like it. So, uh, Chris, about two weeks ago, we had an episode in honor of Thanksgiving where we had a, uh, a bird pardon in honor of the annual uh, American tradition, which President Trump did do this year. And uh, we had Fox the Phoenix from Harry Potter going up against Scrooge McDuck in Who Deserves a Presidential Pardon. And we are split. 50-50 tie. 50-50 tie. Uh, so I appreciate everybody who voted for that. Now, we do have some comments. We'll take a look and see what people said. One person says, because Fox was committing, quote-unquote, crimes for the good of the people, so he deserves a pardon, also because he is a phoenix, and phoenixes are cool. Yeah, but also, if you die, you'll just be reborn. Right. Unfair. I don't think being cool is a is a precursor, uh, pre-requirement to getting a pardon. I mean... That's nice, but I don't know if that's, well, that's what they look that's at. That's why we let people vote. Exactly. You know, some people might think that. Someone says, also, they wrote in, it is quite straightforward. 
would you pardon a person or a bird? See, so I, I think was they're... I was going to try to make that argument saying that my duck was more sentient because he, he can speak English. Correct. But then, like, it's kind of unfair because Fox seems to be, like, pretty much an intelligent animal. He just, yeah, just because you he can't come... He wasn't, like, normal bird-level intelligence. He was, like... Right. He was more like a dolphin. There you go. Yeah. Just in terms of, Just like, in terms of intelligence. Or, like, maybe an ape. Like, pretty smart. He knew, he knew what was going on. He knew what he was doing. Right. He just can't communicate but in the language that everyone else can understand. He didn't speak English. Yeah. But I, I get where this guy's coming from. Yeah. Or, or a girl. And, uh... I, I know what you mean. I just uh, I didn't want to go too far with it because I then I was worried you were going to hit me with all these examples of like Fox being Fox being, being really super smart. smart or something, yeah. and then he communicated. And Dumbledore yeah. could communicate, you know, use magic to communicate with him. Yeah. This this next one, Chris, is a hot take. I think this really adds to the discussion. Watch Ducktales on Disney XD. Great show. Lots of backstory. <laughs> <laughs> how many episodes are there? Is that, I, I have no how idea. How long would that take me? I don't know. I feel like it's probably been on a couple seasons, maybe. I, I mean, I've maybe, seen uh, some episodes. I'd guess like 13 episode seasons. That'd be my guess. Someone else wrote in, Chris won it for Steve, LOL. There you go. Apparently you won it for me. Hmm. Thanks. Appreciate that. I wonder if I sided with you too much. Might have. This is a little longer one. Someone wrote in, even if Fox is not guilty of all those crimes, I believe the screws would just bribe his way through <laughs> and Fox can't talk or Fox can't talk. Fox would start by trying to talk in bird and couldn't tell anyone. Next, he would try to write everything down and would just light the paper on fire. <laughs> Finally, getting frustrated, he would burst into flames and scare everyone away and call the guards to execute him. So Scrooge wins. Oh, wow. Man. Whoever you are, you're better You're better than us. Yeah, that was very uh, well thought out. I didn't and, even think of bribery. Yeah. I mean, you have everything in the world. You know, one of the richest uh, individuals. Yeah. And if to Trump Forbes. was president, that would have totally worked. <laughs> And then the last one, and this kind of goes off what we kind of already talked about, the fact that Scrooge can speak is the only reason he gets pardoned. So yeah, yeah, that that kind of goes with it also. So thank you very much to everybody who took the time to vote and also leave your responses. I really love these responses. I think they're hysterical. So please continue to do so, Chris. If you remember in our previous episode, uh, uh, in our previous episode, we talked about how would you concede oh, from the yeah. vote from two episodes ago i do which was forrest gump versus steve holt for class president now you and i said or you said that you would wait until the electoral college meets and they cast their final votes which is the day this is airing monday december 14th okay so i'm going to show you if and how the results have changed in that poll because if you remember beforehand you were you were far behind yes i was far behind so i will ask will you concede or will you stop the count? Depending on are you behind or are you I would ahead? do no such thing. This poll will be open indefinitely All right. to let the people decide. However, if it's really close, technically we're recording this before the date I said I would. True. So like if it's really close, I might have to wait till Monday and then I'll like tweet it out. So if you remember, do you remember how many votes Forrest Gump had? A zero or one. He had zero. He had zero. As of now, Forrest Gump has 61% of the wow. vote. Wow. See, good thing I waited. I got the mail-in vote. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that's it. And on our chart here, Forrest Gump is blue. So that's the blue uh, the blue shift, I think they call yeah, that, they, right? I just brought in the trucks, man. That's... <laughs> Backed up the trucks and unloaded my votes. <laughs> so Forrest Gump is now at 61% of the vote, Steve Holt at 29% of the vote, and Pedro Sanchez <laughs> at 11% of the vote. Wow, we this is... We did get a new response in which someone wrote in, run, Forrest, run, he needs a vote. <laughs> so that might there, have been the very first That might have been the very that first. started the avalanche. That started it right there, yeah. So The blue wave, if you I, will. You know what? I don't know if I'm going to concede now. I have until tomorrow of uh, the, the the recording of this, so right, today of the airing of this. And uh, I'm going to hope for a... Um, that, that is your right, you know. Because um, Steve... <laughs> Ironically, Steve Holt is red in our in our chart the way that this came up. So I don't I don't like what I'm seeing here. I is think that just random colors, or that, would it always be that color? Uh, I think in order, the first one just always is blue in terms hmm. of the way Google does their analytics for the for the polls. You could probably change the colors if you wanted to, but the default is that. So uh, yeah, that that was funny. This is yeah. fascinating. Yeah, yeah, this is this is very interesting. I'm gonna this, I don't look at a ton of the like the older older polls that much. But this is one I think yeah, I'm I wonder come if back anything really changed after yeah. we read it. Yeah. 
So thank you to those of you who um, who came in, mailed in your ballots, uh, you know, after... I do think Forrest Gump is the much better choice than Steve Holt. I, I, don't, I don't want to admit it, but <laughs> I mean, I understand why people might have voted for Forrest Gump. Sure, Steve yeah. Holt. So, anywho, all right. Chris, anything else you want to get started? Before you want to I think I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah? I'm just, I mean, I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Cool. So please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello... You can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com and consider checking out our website, www.whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on iTunes so it helps us spread the word about our show, and we'll give you a shout-out read live on our show. Chris, what are we talking about today? Oh, as our first Christmas episode yes. of this Christmas season, holiday season... Uh, we will pit two characters from two quote un- two quote unquote bad holiday movies. Yes, but really just like cheesy romance holiday movies. Tongue like, in cheek. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my film is a Netflix uh, film called The Night Before Christmas. That's the Knight Before Christmas, <laughs> a medieval night, a 13th century medieval night to be exact. Um. So that's a that's a 2019 build as a Christmas comedy. Uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's a rom com. Yeah, for sure. I'll take that as a rom com. But like yeah. the comedy is like, eh. right. I mean, I laughed at parts, but I think some were supposed to be jokes and some were just like silly situations. Flat. Uh, starring Vanessa Hudgens as the female lead and Josh Whitehouse as the titular knight. I think that's the last thing this guy's ever going to be in. You think so? Actually, he, he, he had... was supposed to be in the Game of Thrones <laughs> prequel, and then that got canceled. Well, has... The other Game of Thrones prequel. He has some other credits on Wikipedia. So Any, anything crazy? No, no. <laughs> I think it I'm was thinking. mostly TV stuff. It might have hurt his movie career. I don't know. So I will also be taking another quote-unquote comedic take on a rom-com what Christmas does it movie. Say that your genre is uh, comedy fantasy romance, which I feel is fair. Yeah, that's what mine is. Too. Yeah. Uh, this is called A Very Nutty Christmas 2018, uh, starring Melissa Joan Hart and Barry Watson. And this is about the story. I just want you for one split second, just let that title sink in. Very Nutty Christmas. If you've never heard of it, think And Nutty with an N. There's no, there's with, no, there's there's no, no silent K. There's no silent K in there. What you would think it's about. All right. Hope, they, hope you got it in your mind. Mm-hmm. So it is about a woman who runs a bakery and... She has to make 15,000 cookies in like four days. And she's At kind first, of. At first, it's like 9,000. She keeps getting more orders. Yeah, she keeps getting all these orders from the United States military. It's like a small. I think it's Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere small. A small town in Ohio, like Midwest town. Small little bakery. Somehow, 15,000 cookie orders for Christmas. <laughs> and Supplying the U.S. Military. the military. Yeah, she keeps getting orders. And she's talking to the generals. And uh, she stumbles upon this nutcracker. That, by the magic of Christmas, comes to life. She falls in love with it, and hilarity ensues. So you you yada yada a bit over how she stumbled upon the uh, Nutcracker. Yeah. She actually um, met a mysterious Santa figure, Santa-like figure. Yeah, like a like a an old man with a beard. Yeah. That like sometimes you watch a Christmas movie and you see like an old guy who's like kind of smiling, and you're like, that's Santa. That's the guy. He's gonna do something magical to help her out. Right. And uh, that's sure what he did. He gave her the Nutcracker doll, which came to life the next night. Yeah, she was kind of in like a like a miniature Christmas village that kind of pop up yeah. in towns uh, around Christmas time. So we, maybe real quick, we should go into why yeah, these two. Definitely why these two. So uh, I am a fan, and uh, you are at least a have passing interest in the podcast. How did this get made? Yes, they are doing two uh, live streaming shows this uh, this month, one for each of these movies. So. Uh, We've watched both of them to prepare for that live stream, and we thought that the the parallels between them are are like so funny and like similar that it works out perfectly for a for for like a for a fight. Yeah, I completely agree. So if you haven't checked these out, like Chris said, his is on Netflix. Uh, Night before Christmas, the one I, I the one that I'm doing very night of Christmas is on Lifetime. Is so it was. It is a Lifetime movie. If you have Amazon Prime, you can get a. I don't. I actually don't even know if you have to have Amazon Prime. But through Amazon, I was able to do, you, you can do a seven-day free trial to Lifetime Movie Club, 
and watch okay. it for free. There you go. Or you can just buy it for 99 cents. Maybe you have like a digital credit from your shopping orders or something. Ha yeah, having something delayed by a day or something, you get that free credit. Yeah. So I would I would recommend both these before Me we too. everything. Me yeah. too. Especially if you like um, just like happy holiday movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like some people, I, I would say me and Nicole just enjoy watching those types of movies. I do too. Yeah, Ali and I do as well. So do you want to give some background for your character of Sir Cole? I would love to. All right. Sir Cole. So he is, like I said, a 13th century knight. That's that's not a joke. <laughs> um, he was uh, questing, as knights do, and he met a crone in the woods. And I, I don't know if she... So he was nice to her. He offered her, like, a ride home because it was cold. So to repay his kindness, she gave him a magical, like, medallion thing that... Uh, teleported him to modern times this was a 2019 or yeah, yeah 2019, 2019 film um and she she gives she says he must find uh he must fulfill his quest or he will never he won't be able to return to his current time period and that's that's it that's, that's like all she that, told that's him. all she told him that's very vague so i you know he was thinking what could my quest be he didn't he didn't even know is it to slay a dragon I don't know. They didn't really show him, like, trying to figure it out. He just kind of was always being like, I don't know my quest. What am I going to do? But um, he meets uh, Vanessa Hudgens. He Oh, he, he appears in, like, full night gear, but he's in, like, a <laughs> Renaissance-type town. Like, um, not no, it's like it's like a Christmas village. It's like a Christmas village, too, yeah. And there is, like, a Renaissance, like, show. So people think he might just be an actor from the show. Right, yes. I think their first meeting, she spills her coffee or hot chocolate on him and then later hits him with her car. <laughs> So it's if, it's very like uh thor remember the yes. first thor movie when when, when, when she's when and, she's driving yeah and she accidentally hits him at night yes and then she like takes him to the hospital and he's, yeah, a, he's acting crazy that, that's and, exactly what happens in yeah, this one yeah she hits him with her car takes him to the hospital she's also a so she's a teacher vanessa hudgens yeah, she's a teacher no repercut no no consequences for hitting a man with her car yeah it's, it was interesting because she's friends with like the local <laughs> there seems to be one cop in the town yeah and she's friends with him. And when she hits him with her car, she doesn't actually tell the cop that right away. She told him, like, he was like, I forget exactly how she worded but it. But she did not. Yeah. She worded it in a way that did not uh, claim liability yeah. for what had happened. She, she either said something like, he got hit by a car or, like, I was driving yeah. and I saw him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's not trying to incriminate herself whatsoever. She did later mention that, like, she was like, oh, I can't believe I hit him with my car. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop never said like oh that's actually a oh, crime that, that's a yeah um but she kind of feels guilty and lets him stay uh in like her guest house she's somehow like she has a, i, I want to work at this school district, they like man. hand wave it like it's like her dad's house and she inherited it or something i think they say like her parents recently died or something like that yeah because so she, she has a beautiful house and a beautiful guest house right and they're so nicely decorated for christmas Oh my! Her, like yeah, as her, as her guest house, for a yeah, guest house, right? Because there's no way she anticipated anybody staying in that guest house this Christmas, because she doesn't have a boyfriend, right? We She's assume actually, her parents are deceased. I'm pretty sure they say she that. has a sister who lives nearby, mm -hmm. and she has her own house. Mm -hmm. But you so just, there's nobody else who would be living in this house. Keeps her guest house. Beautiful, beautifully decorated. Beautifully decorated. Um, she's not just not only is she a teacher, she's a teacher disillusioned with love. <laughs> She doesn't. She's not even sure if she believes in love. So that's yeah. She's kind of telling that to her students too. She did. She does tell that to a student. That's right. So then, what happens? So so they, um, as you might imagine, uh, start to get you know grow close, fall in love. Um, he you know is always claiming that he's a well. They think he has amnesia from the car accident. Correct. Um, but he's like kind of always saying you know i'm a 13th century knight guys so i'm not he, and he's like doing things like uh that kind of make it seem like he doesn't know what's going on yeah, in he's modern surprised day by most modern things he sees a car and he calls it like a steed a steed you know like a refrigerator is like amazing to him tvs there's a joke about their uh their amazon alexa stuff yes which is in um, both both movies I both think. movies make a joke about voice assistants yes like the, the character not knowing what it is right both movies, so he he carries around his sword with him at all times. Yeah, uh, well, except for a few exceptions where he's in normal clothes. But for the most for the part, most part, yeah, he, he always has his sword, sword with him. He does a lot of sword practicing. He practices on like snowmen in the yard. I was gonna say some property damage, mm -hmm. like cut down uh, some trees, not like full on trees, but doesn't I, I think, think he, he like, like made like like 
like I don't know if he made them or what they were. He was chopping up. Yeah, something in the yard. He also set things that that don't fire in the backyard too. Didn't he set a bonfire? Well, yeah, he thought that he would be. I think he thought he would be sleeping outside. <laughs> so he was trying to get. Yeah, he, he was preparing for the cold night. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, but he had some other cool things he did. Like at one point, um, uh, uh, some kids got lost. Yeah, and... I think it's her niece, right? Yes. Vanessa Hudgens' niece. So he used his like tracking skills as like a knight and like hunting skills to track them through the woods and then found them and they were they were kind of stranded on a frozen lake and they were worried it was going to crack. Right. So he helped them lie down and kind of crawl in the valley and saved them and he was kind of the hero for that. Um he kind of had some nice moments with uh with helping people out. I can't actually think of any other off the top of my head. That was that's a that's like he he was he was really there for Vanessa Hudgens. Like, oh yeah, he was fully like supportive and thankful. Oh, absolutely, of what she did to help him out. Yeah. At one point, both of our movies have a bunch of montages. Yes. Yours more, I would say. Yes. But at one point, they they literally spend the whole day watching Netflix, I believe, or watching some watching so, TV. That's the funny thing I like. It's interesting about this movie because this movie references like other Netflix properties. Oh yeah. And yeah. there's there's like a whole theory that there's like a Netflix Christmas universe. Yeah, yeah this the, supports that. The, Not even uh, a theory. I was, the end. I would say this almost con- is like confirmed to be part of it. Which is interesting because Vanessa Hudgens is an other yeah. of the of the NCU. So they specifically mention a city, uh, the the t- uh, city or town of yeah. Aldovia, yeah, from a Christmas Prince. Christmas Prince, yep. And then when they put Netflix on, I believe there's another Netflix Christmas. Movie. Yeah, I, I think I think it was the the hot the Christmas calendar. Yeah, that's it was called. Right. Yeah, yep. it's it's in my fun facts, but uh, I'm pretty sure that was right. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, they're they're getting they're 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 laying the seedlings for an Avengers Endgame style payoff. I, I feel it coming. I feel it coming. <laughs> At the very least, they are okay with self-reference, which will be really hard for Vanessa Hudgens because she'll have to play like five characters <laughs> in that movie. Well, who's who's in the movie where like she literally has like an identical twin? So uh, that, that's so they that's Princess Princess Switch. Uh, princess Switch. So she plays a princess and she also plays a baker. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, in the sequel, they added a third. And then in the sequel, they add a third one, which is a cousin of the princess. So she plays three people in that movie. And oh, they're so currently she... filming a third one. <laughs> However, she did say that she's not playing a fourth character. That's good. Because that would be a little much. She is like the Eddie Murphy of Netflix movies. I, so it's really interesting, too, because um, my, the, the, the star of mine is uh, Melissa Joan Hart. And she basically owns the Lifetime Christmas movies. She's in a whole bunch of them. And then Netflix, I would I wouldn't say Vanessa Hudgens owns it, but she's been in three. She's in a lot. So three out of how many no one else has had repeats, except for like the the Princess uh, trilogy, the Prince Christmas Prince trilogy. But then um what's the other channel? Um Hallmark. Hallmark has Candon's Cameron. Mm-hmm. So I feel like each channel has their person that they go to for their standard yeah. rom-com christmas uh style movies yeah and if, if not just one they have like just a handful they'll they'll always stick with them, them. Yeah, yeah exactly so and then i mean we we're gonna talk full spoilers just so everybody knows eventually he does wait, find I, his way i wasn't gonna fully spoil it oh okay wait i guess let me think let me see how it goes all right so um surprise surprise it turns out the quest he needed to fulfill was finding love and and accepting love something like that so they fall in love and at that point, he's able to return to the 13th century, which was they were kind of setting it up that like he kind of wanted to go back because like he tells a story about how he basically hasn't seen his as a knight. He's sent away from his family at a young age, so he him. doesn't really have a relationship with his parents, but he does have a relationship with his brother, who's also becoming a knight. And actually, the the day he disappears is like his, his coming uh, up on his brother's like knighting ceremony. initiation. It's yeah. like a big deal. Right. So he's like, oh, I want to get back for that. I got to see my brother. So he gets back. He talks to his brother. He's like, I'm proud of you. And his brother's like, I can tell you're in love. <laughs> go go and back. He, go go back like, to the future. Like, yeah, I'm in love. And he's like, go find her. I don't even know if he mentions that it's in the future. <laughs> right. Like, oh, it's not the girl in the next town over. Yeah, you know, like, I'm maybe talking... when his brother said that, he's like, I'll just see you like tomorrow. Maybe that's what he thought. Right. Bring her back. We'll have some mead. You know? But um, but no, yeah. He just like, like you feel like I, I, I went to 2019. You know, he, he would say something like that. Yeah, I, I like they needed the scene to have like closure with his brother, right? But they weren't sure how to make it like not be like sad and take a long time and make sense. So they're just like his brother totally gets it and says go. 
so that's what he does and he comes back and Vanessa she's Hutchins like is so happy. happy and then they live happily ever after i assume i don't i can't see anything if they're making a sequel but hey i would love a sequel yeah that could that could have a sequel the like, night yes. after christmas yeah perfect there you go so um all right so that's that's yours so that's sir cole Circle in in his glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so night. so for mine, uh, a very nutty Christmas. Uh, quick summary is that there, like we said, Melissa Joan Hart. She's a baker, and she's kind of a Christmas McGrudgeon. Not really a Scrooge, but she's no, just not full Scrooge. She just, no, she doesn't just, love Christmas. She doesn't love Christmas, but she's also just so busy working yes. that she doesn't have time to really appreciate the she holiday also season. Got dumped like a week before Christmas by a guy that dresses San- as Santa, yeah. and he seems like he takes it very seriously. Oh, he is so proud that he's, he's like the town Santa actor, full on on it. And but he doesn't. It's not like he has a white beard. Or no, he is super beard. fat. He doesn't like, look like Santa. Correct. So he commits to the role, it's also but he doesn't. It's not even clear who pays him. Like, he doesn't, like, work for a department <laughs> I think, store. I think he might just do... And then he has his new girlfriend play the elf, right? Yeah. Is that his new girlfriend? So, yeah. So she just, she broke up recently. So this uh, she, like you said, she comes across this mythical guy, uh, provides her with a nutcracker. She puts the nutcracker underneath her tree. She goes to sleep. She wakes up the next morning, and where the nutcracker was is a man laying on the floor, which she does not notice. She just steps over it, mm-hmm. no inkling kind of that anything has happened. Really. Yeah, exactly. He gets up. She was expecting a man to come to her house to basically like Airbnb, sublet mm-hmm. her uh, other bedroom. So that's who she thinks it is. Um, and then same thing, this Even guy. he never says that to him. Never She does. just assumes it and kind of has like a long one-sided conversation to convince to, herself to convince herself yeah. exactly uh so uh she thinks he's just kind of like a weird guy he, <laughs> yeah. he acts like a nutcracker wait uh, <laughs> what do you mean when you say acts like a nutcracker so i was gonna get into he, the he thinks he's also a german soldier you oh, so yeah so he, he he's fully in like the dress of a nutcracker he thinks he's a german soldier and then he the, might even be a german soldier that's confusing to me you see, so we don't know if he was a real person turned into a nutcracker or right. if he's just a person a nutcracker who, with a backstory with a backstory of a that was yeah. given these uh thoughts exactly these memories so going off of what i previously <laughs> said he acts like a nutcracker so there's this great scene where they're making <laughs> Um, like what was it like nut nut some type dough of cookie or something nuts. yeah, yeah. something some kind of cookie with nuts and their their nutcracker machine they're like a machine that cracks the walnuts right, exactly of course it breaks so they're like what are we gonna do so then the nutcracker guy comes in and there's this great montage of him just cracking nuts with the, his hand the face the actor chose to make <laughs> is so funny because it's like a creepy smile in my opinion like he. It's just a weird smile. And th- this actor, if you don't, Barry... Uh, Barry Watson. He is the oldest brother from Seventh Heaven, if that's... Uh, if that brings anything yeah. to people, yeah. And, and it, like, the not only his face, too, but his arm movements. Yeah, he does the same. He does, like, a... He holds it kind of up, like, picture 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 Tony Stark in Endgame. Oh, yeah. When he, he does it. the final snap and he says, I am Iron Man. But so only... think that, <laughs> except he's not making a snap. He's, cr- he's, he's squeezing his hand... To crush a nut, a walnut. And, and then he, he's smiling, and he alternates back and forth. Right yeah, he hand, left hand, right hand. He doesn't say, hand. I am Nutcracker, though, which would have been a great homage. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's what he does over and over and over again. Uh, so him and Melissa Joan Hart form an attachment uh, to each other. Yeah, she, he, he also, again, very loyal friend. Yeah. He, 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 he continuously does anything she wants, helps her out, and says... Uh, at your service, at your all service. The time. exactly. He, he tells her he's just he likes listening to her talk. He takes her uh, to a uh, pr- uh, presentation of the Nutcracker play. They go ice skating. They do all the traditional Christmas tropes. They also take a horse and carriage, mm-hmm. uh, very wintry, Christmassy, to the the show of the Nutcracker. That's how he takes her to the show, which is brings up the question of how he's paying for all these things. That's a good question. There's no evidence as to what because he's doing they also attend like a charity ball and he somehow (laughs) wins every silent auction prize by bidding on them all and it's not clear like how he paid for them and not only that he puts it in her name so she owes that charity (laughs) ball thousands of dollars to which she's not upset about she doesn't mind at all she's like wow i won this is so great so at the end of the movie should we just, just Yes. He he turns back into a nutcracker and she says like goodbye and she's really sad. And then the next morning, Christmas morning, 
her next door neighbor, she has a, a nephew who is in the uh, American Air Force or military, I, I don't know yes. what branch, who is stationed in Germany. He came home for Christmas. He looks very similar to the Nutcracker character as a human. And then Melissa Joan Hart's character uh, forms some type of an attachment with him on Christmas while the Nutcracker is still in the house watching. Yeah, so it's it's implied that the Nutcracker is like... So he leaves a note when he turns back into a Nutcracker that says, like, thanks for, like, a great Christmas. And then he says, like, see you next year. And implying yeah. that he's going to come back to life next year. And then next right Christmas. as the camera's panning out, he winks. Yeah, so he has some type of, like... Awareness. Awareness, yeah. As to what's and going so on. he basically is watching his girlfriend like fall in love with like a copy of himself. Yeah. Like literally he, and he can't guy, do it. He has guy, to watch it. The real like the German soldier guy at the end also says at your service. And that's true. And he can gives crack her a nut. nuts. Oh, it's right. With his bare hands. With his bare hands. Doesn't he give her a nutcracker also yes, as and a gift? He gives her a nutcracker as a gift, which she he got from the magical Santa guy who gave her the Nutcracker. So I think this one needs a sequel called A Nuttier, needs a sequel, a nuttier yes. Christmas, in which she's married to the, the real, <laughs> yeah. real soldier. And then the other, one comes back. the other one comes back to life. But then the other Nutcracker also oh, comes oh, to life, two too. Two Nutcrackers. I think. One Nutcracker copy. That would get crazy. I think this, would, this, is, this deserves a sequel. Hashtag... Uh, a nuttier Christmas. Let's get this going, guys. The other thing, both of our characters, the the female at first doesn't believe their backstory. Like, Melissa Joan Hart doesn't believe he was a, really a nutcracker. Mm -hmm. And then Vanessa Hudgens didn't believe he's really a 13th century knight. And then both of them eventually come to accept that that's probably true. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, they fully buy that yeah, they're, they're like, telling you know the what? truth. They're telling the truth. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's funny how similar it is because we first watched A Night Before Christmas, like mm -hmm. a week or two ago. And then on Thursday, we watched uh, A Very Nutty Christmas, which I didn't know the plot of at all. And then once we started watching, that's when you and I were like, yeah. this is exactly it's the a, same. It's, it's very a, similar. It's like a military background person in a new environment that they don't understand, either 13th century or not a nutcracker. Right. They're both like uh, very loyal like friends and then boyfriends. Uh, your guy carries a wooden sword everywhere. Mm -hmm. My guy has a real sword. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They both have a joke about them not understanding a voice assistant. Yeah. I mean, there there, there are just things... There's a, there's a clock ticking. Yeah, they both have like a they time They both have limit. a timer that they have to do to accomplish their goal, except uh, Sir Cole actually remains with her. He gets her, to though. come back. He gets yeah. to come back, yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it's interesting how uh, similar they are. In One came out 2018, Very Nutty Christmas, 2019, for, uh, A Night Before Christmas. So, yeah, so they are very similar. So... Let's have him go so at it. Who would win in a fight? Yeah, let's have him go at it. So, all right. So, like you said, so uh, my guy, I'm just going to call him Chip the Nutcracker. Yeah. So, Chip the Nutcracker, he does have a weapon, like you said. He does have a wooden sword. Um, and he does have some type of military training, mm -hmm. uh, being in the German army. Now, it's interesting as to which German army he was <laughs> in. Yeah, it if, is. If he's carrying a wooden sword. We would assume that it's maybe a long time ago, <laughs> or it was during a time where they didn't have a lot of funds and they were trying to get whatever they could get. Yeah, or if it's or is it just ceremonial? That actually is confusing because why true. is the sword wooden still? Because it know. makes sense for a nutcracker. So to have it, a wooden sword. I was going to say it might just be because that's what the nutcracker was holding. Yeah, but like because the nutcracker is not going to hold a real sword. Right, I guess. Yeah, I mean that might be all. That might be all it is. I guess. I think it might be, but he's definitely well trained in it. He is not yeah. afraid to use it at, uh, at one point. So, <laughs> excuse me. The antagonists, if there are any, it was being very generous. Mm -hmm. Um, there the the Nutcracker is trying to find the Mouse King, which is always you know the plot he, of the Nutcracker. He says multiple times he believes the Mouse King will return. Correct, and he must protect. Melissa Joan Hart from, from the, the from the Mouse, Mouse King. King. So at one point in the movie, there are these movers called like Mousel something, yeah, like delivery men. Delivery men, and the way the framing is is that their truck looks like it says Mouse King because of something yeah. in the way. It's like the first word is like Mousel something, and then uh -huh. the last word is trucking. Yes. So then it gets blocked. Mouse King. Mouse King, and then also the guys also just happen to have long mustaches, <laughs> like twirly mustaches that look like mouse uh, whiskers. Yeah. So, but when he sees that though. He goes, he goes. He draws pun, his sword. Pun intended. Yeah. He goes nuts. Yes. And and he draws his sword. <laughs> he goes after them. Now he doesn't physically attack them, 
Right, because this is a Lifetime movie. Because this is a Lifetime movie. However, I think that, A, he would have. Yes. But he doesn't because they listen to him. Mainly Melissa Joan Hart, they listen to her when she says, like, you're going to load these cookies, like, mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, so the the scene was interesting because they were, like, delivery men delivering her cookies to the army. But then they were trying to, like, shake her down for more money for the delivery. <laughs> right. It was, it was just a weird, it was a weird, like almost forced plot device i thought uh, I, I thought it was funny i kind of liked it. i also thought it was yeah, funny i thought it was funny that they incorporated the mouse king <laughs> into it so he's got he's got the wooden sword he's got military training so you have knight you're a knight yeah i also which, i have military training correct i also have a real sword okay but now he we never, both have training we both have sword mo- like montage-ish scenes has does he ever use his sword though oh in his in the in his practicing just in his practice. I think there were two separate occasions where he was practicing with his sword. But I don't think he ever uses it also in the way that Chip the Nutcracker does. Hold it up and point it at a person? Like using it as, yeah, as if he was about to use it. Like he never, I don't think. No, he never like. Sir Cole was pulling it out saying, I'm like, I'm going to use this. I'm about to use this. The only thing I can't this. remember is when he chased down the purse thief in the one Christmas mark. Yes. Did he, did he have the sword in his hand at that point or was he just. Using his hands. I can't remember. I don't remember what he was wearing. I can't remember if he, he had the sword when he did that. I don't think he used it, though. I don't think he did either. I think no. that would have been a little too violent if he, like, held a guy at sword point. So, uh, so if, if you and I did engage in a sword fight, I mean, it's pretty obvious. You would just break my sword. I also thought that from the... Even though you're trying to say that you actually drawing your sword on another human is, like, you know, better, more evidence of fighting skill, I think my character looked a little more... Uh, handy with a sword in his practice swinging. He looked okay. like he knew what he was doing. And your guy just looked like he was like an actor holding a, <laughs> holding a wood sword. I mean, swinging a wood sword is vastly different from think, swinging yeah, sure, a, uh, sure. you know, uh, a metal sword. So, all right. I, I will, I will give you that your guy, Sir Cole definitely seems as though he is handier with a sword. I will say in my thoughts that, uh, Chip the Nutcracker is more likely to actually use it. Just because he happened to in the movie? I mean, I'm just going off of what I saw. I think if Sir, for Cole, both of if, them. If Sir Cole was in a uh, physical confrontation, he, he would draw that sword. Now, you also have chainmail. Yeah, that's true. He had full like metal he armor. Had full... You have more of a like, I just have like uniform. a military uniform. Yeah. So, I mean, ha- having German in my blood, Germans are stubborn they can get angry and they're not willing to let anything go so i do think that chip if need be he's gonna rage out if he's if he has to fight he was such a calm guy he like never got angry except with the mouse king then he started going That's crazy true. he actually did get really upset with the mouse king it's a shame that your suit of armor does like the the family crest of sir cole wasn't a mouse or something like that it's probably a lion like classic stereotype, typical, uh, you know, medieval mm-hmm. animal crest. So if yeah, if it was like a mouse or something, oh, that would have, yeah, that would just yeah, he would just go. Yeah, for he sure. would just he would just pound that family crest until the mouse was <laughs> was gone. He hates mice. Oh yeah, cannot I mean, be stated. So he's going up the, the whole time. Um. So there is something else. So we we have I would say similar military backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Maybe edge to Sir Cole on the sword. Okay. The fact that he has a real sword and potentially better with better skill, but yeah. unclear. You you may have superhuman strength. That is true. Like if you have you ever tried to crack a walnut with your bare hands? Myself? Yeah. No. It's basically impossible. Have you tried this since we saw the movie the other day? No. Okay. But I mean I've held walnuts before. I know the strength it takes when you have a nutcracker to crack a walnut. <laughs> yes. And it's it's like a lot. Yeah. Now since he's a nutcracker come to life. Now we we can say he has a super strength in his uh in his hands would you say his jaw is also super strength I, it would make sense right yeah if you're taking the qualities of a nutcracker and applying it to him as a human i think so so let's say mm, this is gonna be tough so you 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 swing your sword at me right now this could be really dumb <laughs> the what way are you you're gonna looking. say so maybe <laughs> i was gonna say maybe he could try to <laughs> grab it in some way, mm-hmm. I remember an old day. Oh, uh, with his hand. I thought you were going to say with his mouth. No, 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 no. I was going to say with his hand. I remember there was an old MythBusters episode where they were tr- trying to do like samurais uh, catching a sword 
like with their hands or something. This is completely different. I'm pretty sure that was busted. But um, I would so, expect that to be like completely impossible. And if even if it did, it should just cut. They, yeah, they were trying to do the timing of it. It was pretty yeah. cool. It, it was probably from like a movie. Oh, I've, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. So if he was, if he were able to, uh, some, somehow grab the the your sword without completely having it slice through his palm, mm-hmm. and then break it, mm-hmm. um, that could uh, allow. Now I'd have to get it like right at the cross guard. Because if I just snap it in half, now you just have a pointier sword. It's shorter, but still sharp. Right, exactly. I have to get it right at the cross guard, so that way I can try to uh, dismember that's, that part that's of the sword. Possible. Like, for the strength they showed and how good he is at cracking nuts, because he cracks, I'm not even exaggerating, hundreds of nuts, right? Oh, yeah, in that like montage. In fire, one of the like, many mon- montages, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Crack, 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 crack. Like, it's a couple of seconds. So, now, this is, this is a cheap shot. And some of the listeners might be upset with me uh, with me saying this right now. Do you think he'll grow, go for the groin? Why do you say that? If he's good at cracking nuts. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Do you think he's going to be like, hey, listen. That's really funny. Now, it's going to be tough, though, because Sir Cole, like you said, has his armor so, all over the place. I think they even make a, like, a codpiece joke in... Uh, in Naughty Christmas? No, in the uh, Night Before Christmas. Do they? I, I couldn't hear everything he said because I think we were like maybe laughing at something else. Okay. But he said something about it. So like he, if he's wearing his armor, might not work. But both of our movies have scenes where they do a little shopping and they get quote unquote more modern clothes. Yep. Your guy actually just borrows like 90s clothes from like their neighbor <laughs> friend. But I think, my, I think my guy actually does get like modern clothes. Oh, yeah. And wears them for like at least a day or two. So, I mean, that wouldn't happen mid-fight. He wouldn't just get changed out so, of nowhere. Yeah, if, if he knew about the fight, he's bringing his armor and his sword. Right. But if it's just like a random fight that breaks out on the street, maybe... That could that could help. Yeah. You could do the the grab there, and he... <laughs> yeah, if... Oh, my crowned. gosh. If I have to fight you unarmed... So, I think, I think that's crack, what my... You just crack everything. That's what my benefit is right here. If I'm able to fight you unarmed, that helps me out. Uh, you're armed. You have your armor, your chain mail. That's going to be a huge advantage for you. Yeah. And my wooden sword's not going to cause any damage to you. No, unless you get, like, a really lucky, like, poke him in the eye or something. Yeah, maybe. If, if that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because I don't think he had a helmet, right? So you have to, you could hit him in the head. Sir Cole? Yeah. Just a chainmail on his head. That's all. That's oh, all he did he have a chainmail. He did okay. have chainmail on, okay. on his head, yeah. Yeah, my armor... I shouldn't, I shouldn't even say armor. My uniform doesn't provide any protection whatsoever. Yeah, it's like a heavy coat. Just heavy coat. And he's got the... <laughs> um, the the hat you know the mm-hmm. the hat on his on top of his head there, but he is he is very disciplined because at one point of the movie they thought he was a Buckingham Palace soldier. Yep, because he was standing outside the the bakery that Melissa Joan Hart owns and operates, and he was guarding that place For and the, from the Mouse King. From the Mouse King, and people were walking by doing the stereotypical touristy sees a soldier trying to get them to you know smile or something like that so i mean he is he is very disciplined agree um, which can which can come out well in a fight but also he does snap when a mouse is involved because when he <laughs> when when he saw the mouse king trucking he just he he, he, bolted out the he, door. he lost it like that that i think he was discipline like was out the window in a bar and he just ran out once he saw it <laughs> He's like the mouse king <laughs> just went for it yeah it'll um it really comes down to either of those two things. Yeah, if you're so, if you're armed, I don't think I really have a chance. I do think, though, going off of his crazy human strength, he may be able to cause some damage to your armor. Possibly. Maybe yeah. put some dents in it. Um, but dents, that's not going to do anything if, too, too if crazy. If we had Mythbusters budget, we could compare the strength of a walnut to the strength of, like, <laughs> metal armor. Whatever the steel was during the 14th yeah, century. The 14th century steel. Yeah, I don't know. Now, you also do have the ability to ride a horse. Yep, yep, skilled skilled horse rider. Skilled horse rider. He did that both in the old time and in the current time, because that's how he ends the movie, going yeah. off with um, Vanessa Hudgens. And like I said, hunting and tracking is a show he can do. So that there you go right there. So you just have to 
get the scent of a walnut and you'd be able to track me down wherever i am you could well, probably not, also hear him like a bloodhound <laughs> he just like saw footprints and snapped twigs that's how he did oh is that charging. what it, is that how he tracked the girls yeah uh, i could have swore they gave him a scarf was like, it was a like bru- smell there was like a brush of snow off a tree he was looking at well then like you that. just have to follow the the the, <laughs> the walnut shells yeah, we'll find the there's, there's shells, just yeah. a little little trail there yeah <laughs> you'll be able to you'll probably also hear it because you probably have great hearing because he also didn't hear the girls screaming the Sir Cole, I thought, I thought you heard me yeah, heard eventually, but they were pretty close then. Okay, yeah, yeah, you do have that uh, that ability. I mean, if I'm in the German army, maybe using tanks. If uh, we don't know, that's, yeah, that's might, the... so you might have if you might go for a technology advantage. He might, yeah, he might have a technology Sir advantage. Cole at one point, tries to drive a car and has a lot of trouble. Yes, and and he's so taken back by them to the point, like I mentioned earlier, he calls them your metal steeds. Mm-hmm. He like, um. Chip the Nutcracker. He doesn't seem phased by cars. Agreed. Which is which was electricity because yeah, nothing nothing was like a shock to him, except for the Siri Alexa, whatever. True. Whatever the, it was. The, whatever. Yeah, they, they, so, they made up. They didn't use brand names for anything. That's true. Like we called it an Airbnb, but they had a made up like home sharing name. So I would yeah, I would definitely say that Chip the Nutcracker. He must be from like World War One or World War Two German Army. I would say because none none of like that technology uh, surprises him. Whether it's cars, well, electricity, only, unless he learned about it as a nutcracker, because he is oh, like sentient God, as a nutcracker. Crazy. You're right. Oh, but boy. on the other hand, the Santa Magic Santa kept him in a locked box. So like, right. how much could so he, he be really in the see? dark? Because <laughs> like, when, remember he was like helping them make the cookies. Yeah, like he knew how to work the ovens. Well, he, he said was working. His family had a bakery. That's true. That's true. So when it, what what decade did his family have the bakery? I would guess if it's a gas oven, uh, you know, operated or <laughs> electricity <laughs> oven. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Chip knew how to work the gas ovens when he was in the German army. I got you. <laughs> that what I was saying. <laughs> oh my god oh my god do you think when he said my family used to have a bakery no like... <laughs> no oh my god that changes I didn't, the whole I didn't movie even think of that that makes the movie very dark that makes the movie so dark he's such a nice guy he couldn't be like that no oh my god he's from almost like a fictional german army because you know what at one point he says what town he lives in and he said he was in the battle of Orr or something like that right is that what he said? Something like that. He says it in the when they were at the charity ball. Battle of War. And then Melissa Joan Hart says, hmm, I gotta read my history or something, because she never heard of any of them. Yeah. Either because they were fictional or they were very, very or old. the Battle of... I'm gonna... Real quick. We'll do, we'll, we'll do it live. A little, little bit of live research based on my hazy recollection of a quote from the movie. Let's see. Battle of Oral... I would say O-R-R is how I would have spelled what he said. Was it definitely Or? No. I'm not, I'm I'm not confident enough of any of my memory to say definitely. So Battle of Oral 1941 is coming up. How do you spell it? Oral. O R E L. Let's could've, see. Could have been that. Um but, one thing for a thir- for a um your guy had no accent whatsoever. For being in the German guy. army. They both yeah. had a modern day English accent, English speaking. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm, no, I'm not seeing anything. Oh, what, what was that not a German battle? It, it I don't know why it comes up as suggested on um, Google searches, but then it comes up as the Battle of Bransk. I don't mm. know why. Hmm. But there is there's a town called Oral. Uh, Battle of Okay, so he's, my he says the name of the town he's from, and I don't. It was remember. between Germany and the Soviet Union during World War Two. Let's see. Happened September thirtieth, forty one. October. If you 21st, were writing 41. a movie, a romantic comedy, you do not make your male lead a but World not... War Two German soldier. Yeah, that's just like not what you would do so unless well they chose germany because obviously the the nutcracker origins and whatnot and then i mean if you're picking a german soldier obviously you wouldn't normally pick that time period obviously however given his knowledge about everything and they they didn't so i will say this a night before christmas did a very good job of making it known that uh, the, the the knight had no idea of the world that he was in. Mm-hmm. Like he was completely shocked. Whereas the the Nutcracker, he did not seem phased by anything. Agreed. 
he wasn't yeah he was like totally integrated into this society except when it came to the voice automated system that's where he was completely shocked yeah but everything else he was he was totally like yep this is this is how it works yeah you're right it's interesting hmm so yeah maybe uh i don't know maybe the battle of war so all right so anything else we think in terms of our battles for of our fight here i mean pretty much hit it for the most part it really comes down to what time of the day we go after each other are we do you think are are are, are we protecting our our women like are you protecting vanessa he hudgens would, for and sure. he oh, would and, fight for honor absolutely and he's, he's a very like honorable knight very so so maybe i know i know what gets this fight started vanessa hudgens orders a thousand cookies which is pretty standard that's like a low order this bakery deals with that all the time yeah so Vanessa Hudgens orders a thousand cookies for some school function. Or right? she hosts that Christmas dinner thing. That's too. right, she does. So she orders a thousand cookies for that. Okay. However, right before the day before, she calls and cancels the order. Which is what happens in that, what happened in the show. In the, in, in, the, the in the movie. Now, Melissa Joan Hart, she's gonna brush us off, like she always does. She's just like, Oh whatever. Yeah, they they really were like they were upset for like Five seconds. They're yeah. Like, oh man. But I'm gonna say that Chip the Nutcracker he takes he, it personal. He might just take it personally. Like he might say, "Listen, you, we, we just spent all this time. I was cracking all of these nuts for these cookies, and it seems like their cookies only have a shelf life of like 24 hours." They literally say that because they're like, "Oh, that canceled <laughs> order of the 2,000. Why can't we just put it towards our other army order of like 9,000 cookies?" And they're like, "Oh, they won't be. They'll be stale or something." Which is kind of confusing because they've been making the other cookies as well. For days. So, like, how does that make sense? And you can assume that they're being shipped overseas. Um, so it's going to, I mean, you're, I would think. Maybe it was a local army base. Maybe. So anyway, so I'm going to say that uh, the Nutcracker, he's going to take it personally. He's going to be really upset okay. all this time. I wasted will say, though, now. even though when that exact scenario happened in the film, he didn't <laughs> do this, but sure. Okay. Maybe because it's happening all the time. Yeah. Because people are like, hey, listen, <laughs> yeah. if you don't want them, cancel your order and they'll refund they, you your money. Yeah, like they should really be charging in advance for orders that big. <laughs> yeah, they need to take a, a deposit or something like that. And this is going to be uh, the Nutcracker's way of saying, all right, we're not doing this mm-hmm. kind of stuff anymore. So he's going to go after he them. Would, he would threaten a nice school teacher from a small town. Well, I, or even also maybe they're on the phone, like going, uh, you know, Vanessa Hudgens is saying oh, like, we're canceling okay. the order and either Melissa Joan Hart or, uh, Chip the Nutcracker might be saying something snarky. So they both snarky. maybe just get drawn into it from exactly Because I could see already. Vanessa Hudgens being snarky back. If they're like giving her an attitude about the, the the canceled order, like I could see her saying, "No, you know, I'm I'm canceling my order completely." She would never do that. She was she was a sweet girl in the show in the film, but, but you know, except when it came to telling kids about love, because she's basically telling her students that love is not real. Well, and she didn't exactly say that. She gave the girl like pretty good advice, being like, "Hey, your your crush in middle school is probably not like your like soulmate." Right. But she did kind of say it in a way of like, "Love's not real." So, yeah, there's a fine line, right? Until the end of the movie. Because mm-hmm. the girl's like, I took your advice. I, oh, told yeah. him, I told him to get lost. And then Vanessa Hudgens was like, no, no, I was wrong. He may have been the boy that you were destined to be with for the rest of your life. And then the girl was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> like, I just told him to get lost, and now you're telling me to go after him yeah, again? she was confused, that poor girl. I don't blame her. All right, so that's what we have for our matchup. Uh, do you have any fun facts you want to add before we head oh, out of here? I do. I Great. just have to uh, find them again. Um, so the two references to other Netflix Christmas movies. When decorating the tree, her sister, I think, mentions that her parents got an ornament on a trip to Aldovia, which is from The Christmas Prince. Got it. And as you said, when they turn on the TV, the holiday calendar is playing, which is... Oh, and then also they, he later watches Holiday in the Wild. Both are Netflix originals. Oh, I never heard of Holiday in the Wild. I haven't either. I'll have to check that one out. Um, so this movie was filmed mostly in Canada, except one. some of the castle scenes were filmed in Ireland, actually. But the they go shopping at a store called Giant Tiger, which is only in Canada. And 
This is on IMDb. I don't know how true this is, but it's, it claims to get the electric chemistry between the leads. They went away together for a week of bonding. Unfortunately, Vanessa Hudgens couldn't make it, so it was just Josh Whitehouse and his horse. Wait, what? That's what it says. What? That, that seems like almost that makes, unbelievable. That, but... Yeah, no, not at all. I don't oh. understand that at all. And as you said, Josh Whitehouse was cast in the prequel Game of Thrones series that is now... Is it completely canceled or just unknown status? So they, I think they filmed the pilot and then HBO declined it. Okay. So there's a pilot out there somewhere of an HBO prequel series with Josh, Josh you said? Josh Whitehouse. Josh Whitehouse with him in a leading role. And oh. who knows what would have happened IMDb to it. IMDb also says there's a mid credit scene, which I don't think we watched, did we? No. So I don't we, remember we, that. We missed some, some content. Oh, man. From- that could really change the course of this fight. Oh, boy. And no word of a sequel, but uh, I'll keep you posted, Steve. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping. I think, I think both of these deserve a sequel. I'd be surprised if A Night Before Christmas doesn't get a sequel. Because Netflix is really cashing in on these, uh, these corny Christmas movies. And I liked it. I'd watch the sequel for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, with Very Nighty Christmas, there's a scene in the movie where uh, Melissa Joan Hart is trying on a whole bunch of different clothes mm-hmm. for a the, montage, if you will, a montage for the, 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 the dinner <laughs> the, that they're going the to the ball that they're going to. And they do a deliberate, uh, homage to her scene in Sabrina, the teenage witch in which she would change her clothes during, was it the opening credits when she would do that? Or I forget opening or like a or closure, would it happen? Closing? I forget. Yeah. So also, so that's an, an homage to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Also, there's another part in the in the film where her character says that there is a cookie called the Sabrina Snickerdoodle, and she says in the film that Sabrina is her sister's name. Obviously, again referencing uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch as well. Um, other than that, um, there's just kind of uh, some like they were both both characters, Melissa Joan Hart, and also. Um, uh, what's the guy's name? The, the who plays the the chip? I totally Barry, forgot his name. Barry Barry something. Barry Watson. Uh, they were both on Dancing with the Stars. However, they were not on at the same season at all. However, uh, they both they both were on that show. That's interesting. Oh, there was you did. I think you did bring this up when we were watching it. There is another Lifetime movie called The Santacon, in which Melissa Joan Hart and Barry Watson played siblings. Yeah, we looked that, that up or something. So they go from playing siblings in another Christmas mo- uh, Christmas holiday movie to playing lovers uh, in this one. Yeah, interesting. As well, I will say the romantic chemistry in I think both movies was was okay, but I think yours was like felt very like sanitized, like family friendly sanitized romance. Romance, like they. I I, I believed yours more. I, I was gonna say I like yeah. I like the the lead characters in the night before Christmas more. Correct. They, they had a little more chemistry in my opinion. I agree. I agree with that as well. And I was actually just curious because we were kind of talking about how each channel seems to have their actress that they go to for their holiday movies. And from what I can see right now, it looks as though so she's been she's been in both Hallmark and Lifetime. However, she's oh, been Melissa Joan Hart has been in both. She she so I can find at least one that was a Hallmark channel, which was called Broadcasting Christmas. Uh, however, she was it looks like she's mostly in Lifetime movies because right now I can see one two three four five that are lifetime holiday movies um she does have great names in them like in a very nutty christmas her name is kate holiday which they never bring up they never say that her name her last name's holiday you're right they don't we just saw it in the credits right or they, we saw it written somewhere i think it was written somewhere but they never say like oh holiday's got no holiday spirit yeah. or something they really missed an opportunity yeah. there but um it looks like there was a new one this year called dear christmas that she was in um other than is that, deer spelled D-E-E-R? No, I was really hoping. Oh, man, that'd be weird. How about a deer oh, that she, turns into a human? And, and she falls in love, falls with, in love it. with it. <laughs> so, really fun side story. So, Chris and I watched this on Thursday, and then we saw Dan on Saturday. And we were talking to Dan about uh, this movie and how we watched the, the live show for A Very Nighty Christmas for the HDTGM. And we said to Dan, we're like, it's called A Very Nighty Christmas, go. And he guessed 
90% yep. of the plot. He almost nailed it. He almost nailed it. He mixed up one thing and he, he instead of uh, like small Midwest town bakery, he guessed like big city business, big city business woman, but yeah. he got, he got it pretty much Christmas right on spirit. The... He got a wooded nutcracker that comes to life and they fall in love. <laughs> like that's what he got. Right. I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, I think both these movies, you could basically guess the plot of the movie by the name of the movie. And also knowing the stereotypes that come with these yeah, corny maybe Christmas if you, movies. Maybe if you also saw like the like the image for like the cover, like the um, what do you call it? Like the picture you see when you're the looking poster. at the title oh, poster, the thumbnail or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you saw that in the title, you're like you probably know most of the movie. We should make a um, corny holiday movie like Bingo or drinking. I, I've or thought a, about that before. Or drinking game. There's got to be something out there. Oh, yeah, there's got to be because it's always like. Hot chocolate, small town, ice skating rink. Um, yeah, got to save save the town. Uh, someone comes in at the last minute, or girl trips you know. and guy catches her. Exactly, and it's always it's always uh, a woman as the star looking for love. Mm-hmm. From the ones that I've seen, I could Same. be wrong. There might yeah. be some, I'm sure there might be some other ones from my. But anywho, so uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. Give them both a check out. Like we said, we we both enjoyed. I'd recommend both. Yeah, I would recommend both of them too, especially during this time of year. They're just fun. Lighthearted. You don't need to think hour and a half at most of your time. So uh, definitely check them out. Also, we'll do um, a little recommendation for the How Did This Get Made podcast. We're not affiliated with them, but we just kind of like what they do. So they're doing a live show this coming Friday for the night before Christmas. And uh, we just watched the other one for um, Very Nutty Christmas. And it's a great time. Funny and enjoy watching those. Chris, anything else you want to add before we head out of here? Nope. All right, cool. So please remember that there was going to be a poll where you can vote for who you think would win between Sir Cole from A Night Before Christmas and Chip the Nutcracker from A Very Nutty Christmas. You can click that link in the show notes or you can go to whodwincast.com slash vote where you can vote for that. And you can also vote for all of our other episodes as well. Electoral College meets today. So let's (laughs) see what ends up happening with that poll. Also, if a civil war has broken out while you're listening to this episode... Good luck. Protect yourselves. <laughs> we've ha- we've had a good run. We've had a good run. We'll do our best to keep uh, entertainment going mm-hmm. during these uh, turbulent times, if you will. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, whowincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Wincast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>